like a rare legendary Pokemon. So are the games of our lives. Wait, there are how many legendaries in Gen 4? What? These are the games of our lives. There are 14. Super Mario and Pokemon and all the games that took us to another place and made us wanna keep playing all night. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Games of Our Lives podcast. My name is Bill, accompanied by Tony, as always, and we hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. Tony, how you doing today? Doing okay. Happy to be here. Excited for a, a Pokemon episode. Always excited for Pokemon episodes. How about you? How's everything? Listen, everything's fantastic. Got a lot going on, but I, too, am so stoked. Today, we're going to be talking about Pokemon Gen 4, specifically Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Well, listen, we'll save that heart gold, soul silver goodness for another time. But mm, mm. We, we got that main Gen 4 entree going on today. But before we dive too far into it, and listen, this week is going to be a lot of Gen 4 talk. <laughs> Don't you worry. A lot. I uh, got a couple of a uh, couple of news things to go over this week. Uh, to start off, we're going to get a couple of little pieces of news out of the way before we get to the big boy. The Nintendo Switch just released its Doom Collection. All of the Doom games, like literally every Doom game from the very first one until Doom 2016 are all now available on the Switch. They made 2016 versions of Doom? Yeah, they're all 2016 versions of Doom are available now on the Switch in one single collection. It's pretty wild. Wow, and how much does that cost? It's like 20 bucks probably. It's probably like 50 bucks, let's be real. I I have no idea. Not worth it. <laughs> Still not worth it. <laughs> Listen, it ain't Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on Steam $1.49 shenanigans, that's for sure. <laughs> not even close. Uh, did you ever play Doom growing up? Actually, no. That was one game that I had very little interest in, and uh, it was just a very off-putting aesthetic for me to look at that screen, and I just wanted pretty much nothing to do with that, and I'm sure it's a good game, but never played it. Sorry. Can't wait for Doom Guy to get into Smash and just make you feel real happy about that. <laughs> Still holding out for the for the Sebring though. Thank you. Yeah, I had a couple. Um, one other person tell me that uh <laughs> that, they, that they enjoyed the Sebring part. It, it was money. It was money. You know what else is money? There's a new game show coming out. You could win money. Is it called Match Game? I used to love that show. Unfortunately, it's not Match Game. This is a game show that is video game themed. What? It's going to be Yeah, it's going to be on the Peacock network. It's going to be hosted by uh it looks like it's going to be Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football. I don't know if y'all ever see that on the NFL network. And one of the Wayans brothers. I I don't know which one. Maybe it's the son, the Wayans son. They're Listen, I get lost in the way and sauce sometimes. I don't know who they all are. But this game is called Frogger. It's Frogger, like the little arcade game from 1837, <laughs> where you you play as a frog, and you got to jump across lily pads and avoid traffic and, and win a lot of money. I'm surprised Rob Riggle's not in on this one, but it's basically Wipeout. It, it's these, like, giant foam set pieces over a giant pool of water. Honestly, it looks like it would be fun to like play around on a course like this, but I, I don't know. Is it going to make me pay for Peacock? No, absolutely not. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Ridiculous. Absolutely. But I'm sure the show will be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine, but 
you know, I ain't going to pay for Peacock for that. Come on now. I, I swear to God, I almost want to wag my finger to, to Peacock. Just do a quick wag of the finger. Really for no reason. They're a company trying, and, and what's the problem with that? But, like, I don't know. I got a, wag, I got a preemptive wag of the finger here, and this is just on top of that. Wag of the finger to the fact that there's now, like, 30 different subscription services that combined cost the same as cable. So, like, y'all are getting bamboozled at this point in time <laughs> y'all time to throw on who, my pirate hat again <laughs> who who's y'all who are these who? uh the people who uh spend the upwards of 200 dollars a month on subscription services to watch television people pay that much money monthly i thought the whole reason of the streaming service was to be like yeah you could pick and choose what you want to watch but then all the shows get scattered and traded and free agents and whatnot so now yeah like all right i believe it the defense rests. You got Netflix. You got Hulu. You got Disney Plus. You got HBO Max. You got Peacock. You got YouTube Premium. You got, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch, ESPN. You got NFL Network. You got uh, Crackle. <laughs> Tubby. <laughs> I, I, I ran out pretty quick. Quibby. Quibby. <laughs> tell, all right, tell me know. this. Tell me this before we. <laughs> tell me this. <laughs> Does your remote. Now, I'm not going to tell you if mine yeah. does or does not. Does your television remote, assuming you have a smart TV, have a YouTube yeah. button for either YouTube or YouTube YouTube Premium? No, it does not. Dude, that and mine I wish doesn't it... either. And of course, I wish it did. Travesty, dude. Because <laughs> the big three that I use are Netflix. Uh, it's literally Netflix and YouTube are like the main two that I use. It's Netflix, YouTube, and maybe HBO Max. All right, yeah, my, my third would be Hulu, but I respect, definitely have an HBO. Hulu, yeah. I steal my sister's Hulu login. It's perfect. <laughs> but, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I agree. Like, the like one of the buttons is Amazon, which I get it. Fine. Um, but then, like, one of the other ones is, like, Voodoo. Yes, dude. What the hell is Voodoo and Tubby and, and all these weird ones? Like, you, I think I have yeah. a button for Redbox. Redbox, but not Redbox. YouTube. No, Redbox, you stay at Stop and Shop and be forgotten about like the rest of the world has already done about you. <laughs> Stop and Shop is a local grocery store in our area, by the way. <laughs> Redbox, you don't... Come on now. No. Redbox? Listen, Netflix beat you t- like 15 years ago. Stay in the past. It's like That's like saying there's like a Blockbuster network or something like that. <laughs> And, like, I'm not even going to look it up, but, like, it wouldn't shock me if there was a freaking blockbuster network. Oh, it'd be so good. Yeah, Tommy K's network. Hollywood Video. <laughs> all the good ones. Hollywood Video Network. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm still, like, reeling over Tommy K's, man. <laughs> Yo. Tommy K's network. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. That's so good. Yo, Frogger, come to Tommy K's network. If you don't come to Netflix, no one's ever going to watch you. It's facts. That's just facts. I could tell you that pretty pretty certainly. Or or at least Hulu. At least Hulu. Yeah, because that's a show that would be just crammed with commercials anyway, I feel like. They'd be like, oh, man, this guy's or girl's on their last jump. Are they going to make it up? gotta come back and then it comes back and of course one of the wayans brothers and some other guy i've never heard of are just like on there and they're just like oh are they gonna make it what it's like i don't know i was watching this is has nothing to do with anything now i'm legit admittedly just babbling but i was watching fear factor 
a couple weeks ago just to be funny and okay. put it on it like night. the old school joe rogan show oh yeah 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 my girlfriend and i didn't know what to watch and i just said i just put it on to be funny and then we ended up just <laughs> watching a whole episode it's just weird and i'm pretty sure he said uh on his podcast not promoting another podcast our podcast is the best um but i'm pretty sure he said he was like stoned out of his mind for like all those times he hosted (laughs) that show which is so funny to think about when you watch what they're doing is so outrageous i i bet like whenever because like the first one's always some sort of like physical challenge like the first it's, it's usually like three or four challenges that are like in the show and it's always like challenge one is some sort of physical thing challenge two is always a gross thing mm-hmm. it's it's always like either eat this like bull nut or get covered in scorpions or some like just <laughs> absolutely wild just insanely gross things and i'm sure like joe rogan like stoned out of his mind watching some girl get a thousand scorpions poured over her exploded his brain a couple of times <laughs> He's just—he's probably like, "Whoa, yo, can I can I try this?" <laughs> Joe Rogan absolutely did like half of the gross stunts like <laughs> off camera. I guarantee it. Yeah, they end up coming out like to try to revamp the show. It's just called like Fear Factor from like Joe's point of view or something, or like Joe edition, and it's just like all the extra footage of him doing all the like eating all the the bull nuts and just like trying all the disgusting food and he's like, Oh oh yeah, I could who dared me? Did I just heard someone dare me? Yeah, I'll do it. I could easily do that. We're gonna get we're gonna get that uh the T V show like the shows that made us that's on <laughs> Netflix right now. It's gonna come out in like a documentary. It's like, yeah, Joe did every single stunt that <laughs> everybody else had to do before approving it for other people and he was like the yeah like this is cool or like no this is not good <laughs> that's the joke and like scene. if anybody if anybody like if any of the producers gave him lip about it he would threaten to fight them in the octagon <laughs> like like joe was a madman like he would he would do dmt and then get crazy <laughs> You just watch the show, and it's one of those, um, I always call it the Mandoli effect, but it's the Mandela effect, but my inside joke is I call it the Mandoli effect, when uh, you remember mm. something differently, and like a mass amount of people remember it differently, and Fear Factor is one yeah. of those things where you just always like hear him say a bunch of times in every episode, he's like, come on, I wouldn't let you do anything that I couldn't do myself, and you're just like, <laughs> what? You really did say that those a uh, hundred times? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Joseph, yeah, in between every single thing, it's just like I've done. I do this on Saturdays. Like this is actually just like just how I chill out in my free time. I get <laughs> snakes dumped on me, I'm and a I warrior. eat thirty cockroaches. It's it's healthy for you, bro. <laughs> Love the show, Joe. Love what you're doing with the podcast <laughs> and the show. Everything, keep it up. Uh, so that's Frogger. <laughs> now. <laughs> This episode is going to come to a crashing halt when we start talking about Pokemon and a <laughs> letdown. I mean, no spoiler. We could edit this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're excited about it. In fact, we're, we're kind of like going to get going on it right now because the biggest piece of news this week was the Pokemon Presents that happened on the, the 18th where they revealed some new information about Pokemon Unite. There's going to be a couple of new Pokemon coming to the game. And that's pretty exciting. You know, Sylveon's one of them. 
Mama Swine is the other new champion that they announced for the game. Still no Torterra, but hey, we'll let people be happy, I suppose. Uh, have you been playing Pokemon Unite, or are you kind of like out on that one now? Yeah, I was. I, I pretty much did it uh, in between those two recordings of this show. We were talking about it, and I never went back honestly it's it's a fun game and i might get a little itch to play it again and maybe i will but as of right now it's just not a game that uh i find myself playing a lot of you know i, I want to branch out to to different things i want to break out of my bad video game habits of of Oh and pokemon showdown and like pokemon go you know i want to i love games and i really need to play them now you should you should like games uh you know they make us who we are today and uh these are the games of our lives these are these are the games something like that i didn't write that yeah that's how that's how our theme song goes i think but uh so what else got announced uh there's gen 8 pokemon are coming to pokemon go they're here oh they're here they're here it's starting today oh welcome welcome uh as of this recording they're here so if if you like the Gen 8 Pokemon and you want to catch them all, there here they are, right here for you. Actually, there's only like six. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh yeah, Pokemon Go never releases the entire Gen at once. And with that being said, they haven't. We're on Gen 6 in the game. No Gen 7. We <laughs> went Gen 6, a couple Galarian Pokemon, a couple uh, Alolan forms, but there's still no Kecleon in Pokemon Go. And now they're introducing right wag of the finger straight up for this they never introduce entire gens i think they stopped doing that after gen 2 but i'm not sure because i didn't play back then but they introduced some in like pieces they just introduced wooloo squovit their evolutions and uh phalanx and zashian and zamazenta are gonna be in raids one at a time i think one one week and one next week or something but yeah that's it in some galarian forms but like yeah no they it, it pokemon go is huge like fear of missing out like if they dropped everything at once and everyone could just get it and not have to play you know but now if they introduce oh one new pokemon next week well now i gotta keep playing and you get tied up in everything else and i'm sick of it i'm just gonna come straight out and say i'm sick of it wag the finger so i'm so much on the opposite end of that spectrum like i really liked the fact that i could just like get really into it and try to catch them all especially with gen 1 and gen 2 because when gen 2 did drop you're right they just said here's all the gen 2 pokemon like it's it's been one year enjoy gen 2 you know, and they were, they had just started, like, the raid Pokemon and stuff like that, so the, the legendaries were part of the raids and stuff like that, but, like, the regular Mons were all just, you just went around and you're like, hey, there's a Dunsparce, baby, hey, <laughs> give me that, give me that Fampy, let's go. I kind of am happy, like, looking back that I got out of Pokemon Go because I feel like I would just absolutely hate being like, all right, I gotta make sure I check it next week. I got to make sure I check it in two weeks because they're going to be doing some goofy stuff. It's it's part of the reason that I'm having trouble staying on top of the Super Smash Brothers Spirit events. I feel like because I, I, I do want to try to like have them all, but they keep like shadow dropping spirit events like every three weeks and I just miss them by a day or two. And I'm like, ah, I can't get them all. <laughs> and it's it just d- destroys me, destroys <laughs> me. So wag of the finger to Super Smash Brothers too for dropping spirit events, and they're only limited time spirits, so they like disappear forever after a little bit. Is this 
a spirit something that like accompanies you your story in the game like the adventure mode you you kind of use them as like equipment in okay, okay. uh theme battles gotcha. so like each spirit is like a different character or item from a game and you can attach them to your main fighter and they'll give you some sort of buff it'll be either like it'll boost your like attack and defense or it'll give you like oh start the battle giant or you know, do more damage against metal characters. Because there's like, so many different event battles in the game that you would need to, like, prepare yourself for. I mean, they're fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the event battles are fun. But, like, I, I hate having to tune in every three weeks just to make sure I have them all. Yeah, that's what, uh... It seems like all these games have their own versions of that. You know, or their own version, I think, is the proper way to say that. Where they just have to throw little gimmicks in there to get you to keep playing you know it's like how about you make a game that's so good that we want to keep playing that used to be the goal right that back in our day that that was that was the dream like that was the goal you're right it was the goal no gimmicks yeah look at melee melee has been melee for what 20 some odd years now melee stands will say game's perfect i don't know if that's true or not pretty damn close is it perfect oh it's uh, the best fighting game ever i think there you go i don't know if anything is perfect i mean marth can chain grab fox on fd for like a lot of damage and um, i play fox so i get aggravated but you know we get up throw up air and fox is really fast and i don't know what do you want from me what do you want me to say I, I want it all. This is what else got announced pokemon cafe mix is still a video game <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you've ever played that mobile game before, but I have never... I don't know who's playing this mobile game, because I'm pretty sure the game is not even real. <laughs> Apparently it's on the Switch, too? Wow. Did not even realize this. Worst time to take a drink of liquid <laughs> before you say <laughs> something like that. Oh, man. We almost ruined a microphone. Straight up. <laughs> Have you ever played Pokemon Cafe Mix? No. <laughs> All right, obviously. Nobody has. So we can move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we literally probably could. I just... I have literally nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing, nothing to add. It's, <laughs> and you know what's messed up? You know what's, like, messed up? Like, I loved Pokemon Puzzle League. Same. For the Nintendo 64. I have not even zero interest. I have negative interest. Like, I'm more interested in dissuading people from playing this game. <laughs> I'm going to play it. Uh, I'm going to play it. You're going to play Pokemon Cafe. You're going to come back next week and be like, dude, I am absolutely hooked on Pokemon Cafe Mix. I cannot stop playing. Nah, yeah, don't, don't count on that. <laughs> don't count on that from what I've seen of it. Also, the art is like... Besides the cute Lucario who's having a hard time being a waiter, it looks like. <laughs> the rest of the Pokemon are pretty, like, ugly looking. Like, I don't know what that art style is. No offense to the artist, but I think that's the direction they wanted to take them in. And I I kind of just, like, hate the game entirely besides that. <laughs> just everything about it. <laughs> yeah, just, like, don't do that, maybe. I don't, don't like, <laughs> you, you can make something like that. If Sword and Shield's a good game, you know what I'm saying? But, like, now you're just, like, kind of showing your hand and and showing where your heart is. And you have all these employees that work on all these games, but you, like, really should just kind of put all your eggs in one basket kind of thing. Low-key plea is 
is That's where fair. I'm going with this bit, actually. That's fair. Now we're getting to like the big main announcements and I'm gonna do them in reverse order just because of what we're talking about today. Perfect. There was a new trailer for Pokemon Legends Arceus, 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 Arceus. Arceus is a bad word. <laughs> Whichever one you want, guys, I don't care anymore. It showed off how the Pokemon battles are gonna work in Pokemon Legends. It's kind of interesting. So a lot of people going into this before this trailer dropped were thinking like, all right, Nintendo and Pokemon are trying to come up with basically Pokemon's answer to Breath of the Wild. And I feel like it's still kind of like that, but it almost seems more to me like it's gonna be so much more comparable to like a Monster Hunter type game where you kind of get like a quest to, all right, you need to go catch X Pokemon or three of, like we need you to catch three Bunnelbees or whatever then report back to to camp and it's gonna be very like mission based i feel like it's not gonna be super as open world as it seems i don't know i think i might be okay with that also you can get yeeted by like any pokemon in the wild like they can just straight up attack you which is kind of kind of hilarious you can still like have pokemon battles and they do something which is kind of cool they have like style options for your attacks. You can do it either, you can either attack with a strong style, which will be like a heavy power, but like limits your like turns, or you can do it agile style, where it's a little bit weaker, but you get to attack more often. I like that they're trying new stuff. I think my problem with the game is maybe my own fault. Or, or, or maybe, do you kind of get the hint from people that they want it to be like the ultimate Pokemon game? Kind of, like this is what we've been waiting for, this is a crazy change, this is... If that's like, that's kind of the vibe I get from it, maybe that's my own fault for assuming that's what it was supposed to be. Maybe it is just supposed to be a, a Monster Hunter kind of game. But I, I like that they're trying something new, but I'm just not that excited for for it you know I, I i'm not a big fan of monster hunter or skyrim um even though breath of the wild and all those games are you know on different levels of masterpiece you know status i guess you could say right and, and it's yeah, yeah, cool, yeah and it's cool that pokemon's trying their hand at a game like that but it's it, it's not going to be the ultimate pokemon adventure in I think that's I, what I want, and it's it's a cute game. That uh, it's a it's a cute sixty dollar game. That's how I want to say. I think it's another. It's just in another realm of, you know, all the other it, it, on a different scale, on a much larger scale. I want to say, but like more so than Pokemon Unite you know, or cafe mix, like, they, they make right. different games, and they scale them accordingly, and, and Unite is, you know, a free Switch game, micropayment kind of game, like, that's not what this kind of game could be, this is, a to make a, a solid physical game, I don't know, it, it takes a, a certain level of how you want to present the game, and I think it's a nice idea, but it's, it'll be fun, but it's not, as a Pokemon fan, what I, I really want unless they're going to do it a very, very specific way. And it would be a... Look how big Breath of the Wild is. Look how big... I don't even know if you can compare it to, like, GTA, but, like, the maps, like Skyrim. You know, like, games like that. You, If you're making a game right. like this, I don't want to get this Gen 4 version and then, I don't know, just more to buy later on. I want... Uh, just Alright, this is me just being, like, 
probably outrageous, but I think every Pokemon fan wants this. I mean, I, I don't I have so much to say about it. I think, like, uh, sorry, I'm <laughs> rambling, but I think, one, the game is... the don't fix something that's not broken kind of so i think the regular battling system is fine but again this is a new game and they want to try new things and if that's the kind of game it is it looks like it's going to be well done but from someone that wants this ultimate pokemon game and this is maybe me and my little fantasy world but you could have a game like that or just the regular battling and catching mechanics and have all gens all maps available in one game It'd be insane if it were open world like that. And then uh, you'd have to create a whole new leveling system because you'd get to 100 way too quick. But if you could just give us the same adventures that we love, but in a new way, in a whole new crazy adventure. And then if a new gen comes out, it could be a... I don't know, an expansion, or just, I, I don't know, I don't have it all worked out in my head, but I just want something, like, unbelievable. I would pay, like over a hundred dollars for that you know if that was like a two hundred dollar game it'd probably be worth it you know even though it's not plausible but this game to me is and i went off on a huge tangent just because i've been thinking about this so much but i'm sure it'll be a good game but it's not the ultimate game it's more like a monster hunter kind of game and that's fine it'll be good they always do good but i'm not that excited about it i think the the mentality of this should be i i think Pokemon's like five-year plan is to come out with a Pokemon Legends game for multiple different like regions in the Pokemon world. Like I think Legends Arceus is going to be the first of many. And I really like the idea that it is, I think that they're going to be able to alternate this with like traditional generation releases. And I think they're going to be able to tweak everything as time goes on. But like, you know, if Legends Arceus ends up being a, even like a, moderate success and i think it will be uh at least financially speaking i think it'll it'll prompt nintendo to make maybe like a legends ho-oh or like a legends mewtwo or whatever you know and you'll be able to explore each of the regions in the past and i think it'll be like a fun perspective change for pokemon i don't think that this is at all a replacement for like a gen 9 type scenario i think gen 9 is going to still be its own thing i think they're going to take some of the feedback from gen 8 see what people liked about that see what people like about legends arceus and kind of tailor that to kind of try to make a a gen 9 that is more true to traditional pokemon that being said legends arceus i think is going to be a fun time i i kind of like diving into the lore and learning more about what's going on in the world of pokemon and listen you get to play as your boy Rowlet, and I think Rowlet is adorable. They honestly chose three of the most adorable starters just right off the bat: Oshawa, uh, Rowlet, and your boy Cyndaquil. Are you kidding me? Like, like that's that's a money lineup right there. It's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, tough to beat that one. I don't know about Oshawa. I think I think Oshawa could probably be could probably be taken out. Imagine, I don't know. Piplup is- instead. I was going to say Mudkip, but that's just being real greedy. <laughs> Rowlet, Mudkip, and Cyndaquil, that's so Ooh. stacked. That's too stacked. That's, that's too stacked. That's too powerful. And I agree. Like, I don't love Samurott. Of the final forms, like, eh, Samurott, whatever. But the first forms, the baby forms, I think they're all pretty adorable. And 
they even announced brand new Pokemon with this, which is pretty cool. They have a new, they have a couple new local Pokemon, like the the variants. So they have, and it's called uh, Husui. Hisui is the new region. It's Sinnoh, but in the past, so it's called something different. So Sinnoh used to be called Hisui, just like Constantinople used to be Istanbul. There's a new Growlithe form, which the internet fell in love with immediately. It's pretty adorable. You got to give credit where credit's due, I think. You have Hisui and Braviary, which I could take or leave, honestly. Braviary was just never one of my favorite Pokemon anyway, but like a psychic flying type is always hype. Plus, you can fly on him to various locations, which seems cool. And then two new evolutions with uh, Basculegion. An evolved form of Basculin, you know, the Pokemon that everybody was clamoring for uh, an evolution of. And then also Weirdeer, which is an evolved form of Stantler, because why not? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite of these four uh, new new friends? No, I really don't. Probably Braviary, honestly, just because I'm a, a Braviary fan to begin with. Um, I don't like the way the Growlithe looks at all. The, I don't know, the Stantler evolutions, it's all right. I don't really like any of them too much. Ah, not to be so pessimistic, but I don't hate Basculegion. I feel like it's it it looks like a Pokemon. It doesn't look like a bad design for a Pokemon, honestly. I kind of think, think the... it does. Tell you the Do truth. Do you really? Yeah, I don't like it. I'm like, what the hell is that? That's a I don't know. Making new Pokemon for this game in different forms. That's definitely showing you how serious the game is you know because they don't really ever do right. that but i don't know right this uh, is the first spin-off title to have like brand new pokemon i think yeah it's canon i think i'm using that correctly yeah yeah, yeah no no they're canonically there <laughs> any other words on arceus i'm sure we're going to get a lot more information before the game comes out but i think for now it's just kind of there's a lot to take in. There's a lot to parse through, and we're going to see more as time comes. So It'll be a fun game. Good game. I really believe that. I'm not being sarcastic. It will be fun. I do believe yeah, it, that. It, it'll be fun. It'll be a good play. Another thing that was announced. Well, we already had the announcement, but they showcased more information. For the remakes of Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl, the games that we're going to be talking about in a little bit, as well as a new Nintendo Switch Lite featuring Dialga and Palkia, the two legends from the uh, the games there. The art style's a little weird for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, I'm not gonna lie. This is very divisive decision that Nintendo made and Game Freak made to, actually I think they outsourced it to another company. This is like the first Pokemon remake that Game Freak is not doing, if I'm looking at this correctly. They're bringing back a lot of stuff. The, the game looks more polished than it did when they revealed the game like three months ago. And there's a couple of new modes attached to the Pokemon Underground, so I'm kind of excited about it. It's day one for me. Is it really? Yeah, it's straight up day one. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that changes everything. (laughs) I still don't know which one to get, Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl, but I had Pearl growing up, so I might go with Pearl again. Plus, Palkia is just way better than Dialga, in my opinion. Dude, you're like the first person besides me to ever have said that. Yeah, I feel like it's not a common uh, common thought, but yeah, no, Palkia is better. I also had Pearl growing up. I had to get all of them, obviously, so I have Diamond. But yeah, I always liked Palkia more. Shout out to Palkia. What's up? Yo, shout out Palkia. Also, shout out the fact that you can, you know, customize your outfit in this game, which, listen... Whenever you can throw in some customizable goodies into a Pokemon game, people eat that up. I mean, 
what did it start in generation six with Kalos where you could like change your outfits? I believe so. So the fact that you can change your outfits, I think that's just going to be a staple moving forward in Pokemon, which, you know, that's good. And they changed, they tweaked the way a Pokemon contests work too. It's like a rhythm game sort of thing now, instead of being just move and stat based. That's cute. That's cute. Do you have any thoughts on the, uh, the new, uh, information we got or are you excited for the games? Do you, do you plan on getting them? <laughs> yeah, I have to get both of them. I just you have to I feel like uh, collecting Pokemon I have all the, the main series games I was fortunate enough to get them all um, with the boxes and everything recently before Pokemon collecting got way way too out of control so I lucked out with that timing wise and I always try to continue to get the main series games now so I will get both but I can't say I'm very excited for them I don't think this was necessary at all it kind of aggravates me there's a lot of negativity and and I want to from me this episode towards Pokemon I want to preface all that with this and that is I've been fortunate enough to play Pokemon since it came out in North America and it has been almost the entire duration of my life since that point a lifestyle it's more than just a game it really is just like world changing and life changing especially for me so I really hold it on the highest standard and I always want what I think is best for or I just want to see them make good decisions and make quality content and stuff and just do the right thing you know what I believe that to be in different situations and whatnot but i just don't think this was necessary i have i think generally i have a hard time thinking that anything that's been released on the ds and and after that really needs a remake because of how accessible i think that those games still are kind of like the ds light is like my favorite handheld system ever not saying you should have to get all that stuff but i don't know i think fans were just like really really wanting this game and I kind of just would have liked it if they didn't give it to them because I feel like it's not, it's just not necessary, I think. In us, and, and I say that kind of because I thought Gen 8 was so bad, like the storyline was 0 out of 10. They did, they made cool Pokemon and they did, you know, the the wild area and they did some, some good stuff in that game and they made accessibility a lot easier and, and or just things more accessible they did so much good with that game but when it comes down to it it was just like the story was awful in in the setting no offense to where they you know where it takes place in england or great britain i believe right like for the most part the gala region yeah yeah galar is supposed to be like a, a uk kind of derivative yeah so no offense to them but that that's i don't know not very appealing to me just like that setting and that aesthetic we can do a whole episode talking about generation eight of pokemon do you want to turn this into like an all generation episode or do you want to keep this gen four? Oh, i'm sorry i'm rambling on yeah no just strictly straightforward but i, I but i have to preface that with that yeah. be only because uh i'm so disappointed in how that game was that it makes me aggravated that they will make this remake like i don't want a remake i i want a good game basically if you're in you're working on arceus that's fine doesn't have to be the the monster pokemon game in it but like doesn't have to be gen 9 but like gen 8 could have been so much better and like there really 
working on this game too, you know, right after that. It, it's almost like insulting, you know, and they did the whatever with the art style. Yeah, it does look weird, but it's not the end of the world. It's a little off-putting, but like, I don't really think their priority should have been a remake for two DS games, you know, when there's like definitely bigger stuff, better stuff that they could be working on. And sorry, I digress with the Gen 8 stuff. That definitely I- could be a entire episode by itself oh absolutely and it will be most certainly Uh, but i (laughs) feel whether you like it or not no um as far as like the remakes go and this this is my thought on it i think that game freak is kind of buying themselves some time by having these remakes come out because if you launch this you don't have people going like well where's where's my annual nintendo game Because for whatever reason, Game Freak's like, I gotta make sure that we put out a new Pokemon game every single year around Christmas time, regardless of what's going on ever. <laughs> and uh, honestly, like that's kind of like the biggest knock against Game Freak is that they spread themselves too thin, I think, and they put themselves against these like crazy, ridiculous time constraints. And Game Freak is a really small studio for as big as Pokemon is. Like the Game Freak studio is way smaller than it has any right to be like there should just be more people working there especially for just like quality control and stuff like that just really trying to make sure that everything runs smoothly so they're like you said like even this game which is being outsourced so they could work on arceus it's like right did we need diamond and pearl to be remade the answer is probably no but it's been a while since there was a remake i can't i guess i can't even say that let's go eevee and pikachu came out what two years ago (laughs) remakes on remakes on remakes make a good content game how many times has kanto been remade now a hundred right like kanto's been remade a a million times there's a a remake for every generation of pokemon basically it has been over 15 years since diamond and pearl came out well it'll be 15 years in september which that's pretty it's pretty long time it's a long time but it is kind of interesting to see just like looking at like the art style that is being launched for this remake and looking at the art style for Pokemon Diamond and Pearl for when they came out, in my, I don't know if it's just in my mind or what it is, but it doesn't feel like a big enough change. I, I don't know if that, like, that doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. Aesthetically, like, it, it feels like there isn't a huge difference. Like, yeah, like, it's, the pixels are smoothed out, you know, in HD presentation or whatever, but it still kind of looks the same. Yeah? No? Yeah? Yeah, it's just a remake in my head. It's nothing... I'm sure there will be good changes, but to me, those changes that you said earlier, the the Pokemon contest, it's now a rhythm game, and even when they throw in stuff like, oh, you could make curry now and go camping, like all that stuff, that's all like cute stuff, but I have very little interest in any of those things. I really didn't care for the contests when I was a kid either. I just want the, the main course of the game to be brilliant, you know, and no pun intended. That's just not, you know... The game was good when it came out, and that's it, and it's going to be good now, but it's not worth a remake in my head. Let's let's talk about how good this game was. So Tony and I worked on a little something prior to the episode here, and you know, Tony asked me a question, Bill, where do you think Sinnoh stands among like the other Pokemon games? So we both decided to make a power ranking of every Pokemon region and the games attached to those regions. 
Pokemon Power Rankings. So Tony and I ranked all eight Pokemon regions in the games attached to them, and I think it's time to reveal what our thoughts are. This is going to be a big deal, I think. This is going to destroy our friendship, possibly. It could. It definitely could, and I'm sorry if it does, but not sorry. Number eight for me, and this is, I know, people who are listening who love Pokemon, listen, you fall into like one of a few different camps, and I'm sorry, but my least favorite region is Unova. So I have Unova ranked eight, and listen, it doesn't mean I don't love the game. Guys, just remember, Pokemon, like at a baseline, like those games are like eight out of 10 at the worst. Unova's ranked number eight. I have Kalos at seven. I have Galar at six, Alola at five, Kanto at four, Sinnoh at three, Hoenn at two, and then number one, it's Pokemon Johto. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is finished. (laughs) You put Kanto at number four and Sinnoh at number three? I pray that no one ever hears this. That is insane. Anyone trying it was to promote so... or us trying to promote the podcast, I'm done promoting. This is for our ears only at this point. <laughs> oh, Ex- no. Expl- explain yourself, sir. Is it because that was your first game of Pokemon? Kanto was my first game. I Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. I, I had Pokemon Blue growing up and then Yellow shortly thereafter. Sinnoh and Kanto honestly were like a... A 3A, 3B, like, I, they could go either way for me. Um, but I was just thinking about, like, just the different things you could do in the region. I I just, I gave Sinnoh a slight edge, but it's, like, splitting hairs here. Like, it's picking, like, my favorite between two of my kids. And I, I think Sinnoh just, I think maybe it's just I'm a little burnt out on Kanto. And that, that dropped it a little in the rankings for me. Your Honor, this man clearly is not capable of giving a logical argument currently in this case should be <laughs> dismissed immediately this is well let's nonsense gibberish that we're all hearing today this is we all have important things to do i'm sure the jury would like to be at home well mr perfect let's hear your uh your untouchable list no okay well allow me to uh retort then number eight is galler Surprise, surprise. Didn't you just hear my spiel a couple minutes ago? (laughs) Galler is shit. I don't care if we can swear on this or not. That is a fact. I I would say Unova is more boring aesthetically, so that's why I placed it down. I put Unova at number seven, and I think it's only a little bit better. And it's like, it's actually like considerably better. I, I gave him like one out of ten numbers, and like Unova I give like a seven, seven and a half, where Galar I probably give like a five, five and a half. I gave, I gave Unova a six, Galar a seven. This, you gave Galar a seven? That is... Yeah. Your honor. I did, <laughs> we're, this is getting so out of control. Is this a circus or a courtroom? <laughs> All right, number six, Sinnoh. Okay. And, and now this is how you say, like you said, never had a bad pizza, right? Well, probably right. have, but like Pokemon. I mean, Poke- Pokemon is pizza, and the, the, bad pizza is hard to find. Exactly, and yeah, so Pokemon as a baseline, it, it's it never, like, the fact that Galar, it hurts me to say that I dislike Galar so much, but 
and I think I just hold a lot of ill feelings. All, all for the, the, the Gen 8 episode, it'll be an entire wag of the finger. But until then, Sinnoh's number six. Tony and I have legitimately, just like not even part of a podcast or recording anything, have had a two-plus-hour conversation about Galar. <laughs> and we're basically going to reenact it for the Galar episode yeah it's just so hard for me to talk about any like new and upcoming game without feeling like <laughs> the, the 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 salt the prior salt of, of so betrayed what, yeah the bad taste that game is left in my mouth all this time now like oh aren't you hyped for this game and i'm like no i want a good solid main series game i don't want a spin-off even if it is introducing new pokemon even if it is giving us history and all this i just want a solid main series game thank you with that being said number six is Sinnoh and I still give Sinnoh an 8 out of 10 so that's where we're at now like all from here on out 6 to 1 is at least an 8 out of 10 I don't dislike it by any means but preference wise that's where it goes for me I think uh and I'll take it a step further by saying you know what? I'll save that till the end. I'll just read the rest off. Number five is Kalos. Number four is Alola. Number three is, and this was very hard, number three is Johto. Number two is Kanto. And number one is Hoenn. Like, I, I don't hate your list, and I think that there's uh, there's arguments to be made. I think we're both right with having Galar and Yanova so low, and Johto and Hoenn are like right up there yeah everything else in the middle is we could fit you know i mean we're splitting hairs like i gave johto and hoen both 10 out of 10s me too Sinnoh and kanto i gave 9 out of 10s alola i gave an 8 out of 10 then galar kalos a 7 and unova a 6 honestly and it's nothing to do with the story it's all aesthetics i think you know was just like the ugliest region in the entire game like, it's cool I, that they have New York City. Like, hey, in New York, baby. <laughs> Welcome to Pete Francesco's getting them cannolis. But uh, <laughs> it otherwise, outside of New York City, it's just like a linear garbage field. <laughs> Isn't Chargestone Cave in there? That one's kind of cool. That little Chargestone one. Cave is kind of cool. And, like, yeah, they have that one marine tube that you can walk through and oh, see some yeah, wild sick. Pokemon. Outside of those two things, though, it is just grass patches. But grass patches it, and grass patches. <laughs> but the grass patches have a great storyline throughout them. No, eh, the stories are fine. But the stories the, are the stories are fine. Are you kidding? The stories are fine. <laughs> this, no, this was fine. This was a, a look at not finally because other stories were fine. They're classics. Thank you very much. It's, some wow, of them are the, good. Some of the stories are fun and very good. Some of the stories are like, what in the hell is actually going on here? I've been playing Pokemon Black 2, so it's fresh in my mind. And Pokemon Black 2's story, so far, I'm, I'm only eight badges in, but it's whack. Whack? Are you... It is, all, right, all right, all right, I haven't played it is, White 2 or Black 2 in a while, but if, if we're talking about Gen 5, just like black or white, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Black and white were more compelling than the sequels. I, I will be hands down honest about that. Okay. The sequel. All right, all right. The sequels, like the story. I honestly think they did a bad job, and like your rival character is an absolute, just it, it, one of the worst rivals. Like looking back, like makes makes Hop and How both look good. Ooh, big statement. I haven't played Black or White two in a while. I tried to replay Black. I think it was, and uh, I was like, yeah, this game is really good. After you play. <laughs> 
The mechanics you know, are great. Yeah, just this. I, I, I yeah, everything, everything about it is pretty good. Seven out of five out of ten ish, I would say. And I really like the storyline, and that helps it get its number. But after you play everyone's favorite Sword and Shield, where you run through the storyline, where the characters are dipshits and pretty much remodeled after you know your rival does the same gesture with his hands and. It's the worst story that is literally completely a waste. After that... Yeah, yeah. No, Galar's story is pretty terrible. Awful. After that, and you jump back to Gen 5, and the first thing... Black and White might be the last good story, though. Black and White might be the last good story in Pokemon. It also might be the best. It's up there. It really, it really is up there. Black and white one story is is one of the better stories for sure. The liberation of Pokemon. They're trying to, but it's all backhanded. Oh, I say too much. Dare I even speak? Oh, oh well, listen. Save it for the Gen Five pod, sir. How many? All right. That's, That's not eight whole be episodes. For years. That's this is not. We're not going to talk about Pokemon again for another month, probably. I got to get this out of my system. I've been thinking about this all <laughs> week, man. <laughs> This fair. is important stuff. And Listen, it's hard N's a great character. N is a fantastic character. Great character. Like, maybe top three in mainline Pokemon history. Wow. Alright, we don't have enough time to even... And I'm not a big fan of all the characters. I'm more of a Pokemon guy, not a trainer guy. But, uh... But right. that's now, now we're talking, like, upwards of three-hour, four-hour episode, you know, if we're talking about... <laughs> and, and, and that's coming from me, and I've been babbling... Like a little babbling brook this episode. Through <laughs> <laughs> <Give> that. <laughs> Shout out Dan Cook. <laughs> wonder, wonder what that guy's up to. What the hell is Dane Cook doing? Dane Cook, want to come on an episode, talk about a game that uh, made you uh, who you are today? Dude, that'd be a really solid first guest, Dane Cook. Yeah, I'd be pretty hyped for that. I'd be really hyped. I wouldn't even talk. It would be like an interview of him. Just just let Dane Cook do all the work? Pretty much. I mean, we'll coast him along, but, you know, I I don't want to talk nearly as much as I'm talking right now. When we have any guests on the show, I want, you know, they're they're a valuable asset, and, uh want to hear their opinions maybe we'll learn about uh dan cook's thoughts on the uh the speak and spell speak and spell <laughs> yeah yeah you ranked hoen at number one yeah i can get behind that i mean trumpets are the best instrument in music <laughs> and pokemon trumpet music is uh undeniably fantastic so <laughs> obviously it was gonna win we should do a show like a podcast or something you're pretty good <laughs> You're pretty good, my friend. Right back at you. What was, like, the one factor that made you choose Hoenn at number one? You know, I probably, up until today, when I actually wrote this list down, would say that Kanto was is my number one. So, the way I can describe it is this. Pokemon comes out, I'm like, oh my god, this is the craziest thing ever. 10 out of 10. How could they possibly, how can this exist? And then Gold and Silver comes out, and I'm like, oh my god, it's, and you get to go back into Kanto, like, after you beat, I'm like, this is unbelievable that this game is still this good. And then Gen 3 comes out, and I'm like, oh my god, the setting, the music, the new Pokemon, the the, the story, the legendaries, like, they're, everything, like, the, the it is such a, a beautiful little world in Hoenn. And, and being able to dive in the storyline is so compelling like that to 
that's probably why. And then I think Gen 4 bringing everything full circle is the first time it didn't stay up to that 10 out of 10 standard. And it was still great, but it just wasn't as good as the first three gens. But all those reasons are probably why Gen 3 is... is I mean, Gen 1 or Gen 3 are... are you know, it's tough, but I love Gen 3 for those reasons. That's totally reasonable. I ended up choosing uh, Johto as my first, my number one, because growing up, I, I played a ton of Pokemon Silver and a ton of Pokemon Crystal, and Gen 2 really is where I think, like, I hit my stride in Pokemon. And then when Gen 4 came out with the remakes of Gold and Silver, with Heart Gold and Soul Silver, I fell in love with Pokemon all over again because you're right Gen 4 for whatever reason Sinnoh didn't quite nail it for me like the first three generations did but going back into gold and silver with heart gold and soul silver you know the upgrade from Game Boy Color to Nintendo DS was big enough of a gap where like it felt like a totally new experience and it really was just something so special so that's why Johto is number one for me and Let's be real, and if you're playing a Johto game, you get to go to Kanto for free. Exactly, exactly. That's just, that was such a tease. That was like a 17-year-long tease of that. We all want that so badly again, and we just can't get it. Probably longer than 17 years. I will say the hardest thing about a uh, Pokemon game that would inquire, like, combine multiple regions would be, like, level scaling. Like, because even in, even in Gen 2 and Gen 4, like, level scaling was, like, kind of wonky at times yeah it would be so fun to just revisit multiple regions in a single game it'd be incredible it'd be crazy game freak i hope you're listening to this podcast because we're just giving you free ideas that we'll pay for oh, don't say that now they have it in contract but, but but we will take this idea make this game and we will give you the money for it oh for the game yeah yeah yeah, yeah for the game for the game not the idea no the idea is free for both parties like it's free that we're giving it to you, and it's free that you're taking it from us. Use this power for good, not for evil. Deal. Let's talk about Generation 4 and what it meant to Pokemon. It is We're talking about this one, one, because it's, it's hot off the press with the new remakes coming out. But two, I feel like Generation 4, you know, outside of these remakes, kind of gets swept under the rug as far as the Pokemon generations go. It, it truly is like that middle child kind of generation where... There wasn't a ton of crazy things in Gen 4. Yes, it was the first generation on the new DS hardware, but you're right. Like the the jump wasn't as powerful, at least in the story or in like characters and stuff like that. But we still got some absolutely cool new stuff with this game. So Diamond and Pearl came out in America back in 2007, and these are some weird looking legendary pokemon these box legendaries were definitely a different energy from the previous pokemon games and diamond and pearl were like really really odd choices at the time i think people didn't expect them to go that route especially given like the previous generations like did you ever like think about like what like they could name the colors and whatever moving forward after gen 3 i'm sure i have but i don't really question that anymore i definitely didn't back then I think I, that was still a point in my life where I was 
ready to take anything that they would give us and be happy about it whereas now I have like all these standards and like you know things that I'm looking for out of a Pokemon game but back then it was also just nothing but like oh, wow uh, you know the DS was new you know it was like oh my god right Nintendo DS like it was still what year was that you said 2007 seven yeah 14 years I was literally like 15 years old you know a 14 15 year old kid still experiencing new pokemon and it's still i don't want to say getting better but staying consistently almost as consistently good and i don't know i was just really hyped for it and now i was on board with everything they would do and and they really didn't do much to like dissuade people moving forward either with every pokemon generation that comes out there's three new starter pokemon that are released and i will say gen 4 maybe has one of the top three rosters of starter pokemon i i thought it was super strong you have turtwig a little grass type turtle you have piplup an adorable little penguin and then you got chimchar little fire monkey I mean, it, it was a solid like there was no wrong answer here no they're they're all great and it's hard to disagree i think uh for the majority of pokemon games the starters are always really cool and, and this is definitely one that's a very strong lineup actually now i know I'm going to get a little ahead here because I know that Torterra is like your favorite Pokemon. Is it your favorite Pokemon or your favorite uh, starter? My favorite starter. Po- like that whole gen- like that whole line is my, like Torterra, Turtwig and Torterra are like my favorite starter first form and final form Pokemon. Okay. How do you feel about the middle form? Grodel is uh, a little awkward. He's a little awkward turtle. Not going to lie. Like I'll take a Charmeleon over that most okay. days of the week it's fair yeah 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 but uh no turtwig i think is like perfect in every single way and like i would die protecting him <laughs> wow you know <laughs> when the game came out that's who i picked as my starter as well and i loved that pokemon but i can't say i would die trying to protect him like, that's really pushing it i don't know depends on the circumstance i guess it is also a fictional character so whatever a a life is worth versus that (laughs) and uh these days out of all three i think i still probably like torterra the most but i do like empoleon and you know as you get older and you know these games start to look like more and more of nostalgic things that we had when we were younger that isn't Charizard. You're like, oh yeah, I remember Empoleon and Infernape. Yeah, I didn't like them much then, but yeah, they're like, they're my boys. They were there, you know, when I was 15 years old. It's crazy to think about, like 30. <laughs> I even remember when the game came out, like I didn't love Infernape just because he was a, here's another Pokemon uh, fandom meme, but like, hey, another firefighting type starting Pokemon. I, I was kind of like, we've seen this already, like, Blaziken's better in my mind, let's go. Uh, <laughs> so that's why it, like, immediately just, I was like, all right, we can X out Chimchar, because I've already played this run before. So, Turtwig was the guy, and Empoleon's really dope, too, because Water Steel is pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, Empoleon's cool. Now, the region that this game uh, centers around is Sinnoh. Or if uh, you've been keeping an eye on uh, Legends Arceus, uh, Hitsui. And uh, now Sinnoh is infamous for being the oldest region in Pokemon. Uh, According to like a lot of the lore, it's like where like Pokemon basically came from. And that's that's all baked into the lore with 
Arceus, who is supposed to be, like, the god of Pokemon and, like, technically, like, the first Pokemon that exists where all Pokemon came from him. And I'm not sure exactly if that just means, like, Arceus is, like, bippity-boppity-boop, that's a new Pokemon. I'm going to create... I'm going to choose to create Dunsparce. I'm going to choose to create <laughs> Love Disk. I'm going to choose to create Voltorb and Electrode before Pokeballs even exist. And then people are going to make Pokeballs. And it's going to be a whole weird, confusing thing. <laughs> and and then he's like, I'm also going to make, you know, the Eevee. And then, like, the life was good. <laughs> and everything attached to Eevee is good. <laughs> I remember when it was nothing but Dunsparce. It was fires everywhere, and the villagers would ransack each other. It was awful. But then, one day... That fateful morning. (laughs) It was wearing a little cafe hat with a ribbon. Like someone had put that on it in a different kind of game. Another remake. One that was still good, but unnecessary. How would I even know about that? Um, 2,000 years in the past. (laughs) Oh, so good. We have fun on the show. (laughs) We have a a nice time. It's It's a great time. On top of, you know, being in this, like, really cool region, they added 107 new Pokemon, which may be one of the biggest additions to date. That's in a, a single lot. Pokemon game. And they added a whole bunch of evolutions to Pokemon. Like, you had, like, Electabuzz, Magmar. Uh, so you had, like, what, Electivire, Magmortar. I want to say there were a couple new Eevee evolutions, of course. And I think you got, like, Yan Mega and, like, think, Tangrowth. Uh, Weavile. Uh, Mamoswine. Togekiss. Like, just, like, a ton of, like, Pokemon from Gen 1 and 2 that got, like, buffs. They added a whole bunch of, like, new moves and abilities, of course. They increased the storage system size. The new team, so every generation has a different villain team where they're basically the bad guys. You follow them around on the bad guys' journeys and you're like, all right, time to time to fight. And this, this time, the bad boys are called Team Galactic. And what they want to basically do is they want to capture the legendary box art Pokemon, uh, Dialga and Palkia, and they want to basically destroy the 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 world and recreate it in uh, a more perfect way which is a little uh, crack potty and cyrus is just leading the charge <laughs> what were your thoughts on uh, team galactic and their uh, bull cut uh ways i never am really a fan of any of the bad guys in any pokemon game i think team rocket is the most nostalgic and uh the closest i could associate myself with but the rest of them are all just kind of, I don't know. They didn't really stand out to me too much, to tell you the truth. I really don't have too too much to say about them. They were, I guess they were okay, but uh, as usual, the higher-ups are the schemers, and then you have the little grunts below them, and, eh, good intentions, maybe. I don't know. Everyone wants the box art Pokemon, right? Does everyone want to <laughs> recreate the world? in what they think is a better place should we strive to go out and make the world better every day by ourselves without pokemon maybe pokemon taught us that get a little philosophical here towards the end of the episode what do you think that's a good point like they always want to just like snap their fingers like thanos and like make the world a a different place but they never just want to try to work to improve their own world you know get some people elected into office and make some changes guys yeah you don't have to you don't have to destroy the world and build a new one. You can the the one you currently got's not that bad. I mean, you're in it, so that's problematic to start, you know, Team Galactic, but baby steps, I suppose. 
That's a whole nother episode, the politics episode. No, <laughs> the politics kidding. episode, we'll get into that. Gen 4 did introduce a character, though, uh, called Looker. And Looker's kind of a fun character in the game. He's like this uh, this PI who runs around trying to collect, like, fight bad guys. Do you remember that guy? I sure do. I'm trying to think of a funny song, uh, a very impromptu uh, song, but it's not going to happen. It was going <laughs> to be in the tune of... That's that Nelly saw, and that goes like, Andale, Andale, Mommy, E-I-E-I-O-O, but like, P-I, P-I, Looker. Look, oh no. I don't know. That's why I didn't make air. Wait a minute. Everyone just heard that. Dude, shout out. Tip of the hat to my Nelly impression. I did like in uh, the game where Team Galactic's like higher-ups are all named after different planets. I thought that was a nice little touch like just good to keep the energy there but then cyrus his name has what is it what does cyrus have to do without a space cyrus is a planet bro is it really no nah, nah, i made that up i don't know maybe it bro. could be i i haven't done my research obviously well uh, but yeah they were not as cool as team rocket bottom line bottom line they did gen 4 did bring back night and day cycles which was something that was originally introduced in pokemon gold and silver uh, Gen 3 skipped it, and then Gen 4 brought them back. A couple of other things that they changed. Oh, in double battles, you couldn't get 1-2 bamboozled. Like, if a Pokemon got killed and the other Pokemon still had to attack, you wouldn't just switch out into an attack. That attack just whiffed, which was a nice change because I feel like I, feel like I definitely got bodied in double battles a couple times because of that. <laughs> uh, and they, uh, they also ended up bringing back the Battle Frontier, which is... A thing in in Pokemon Gen 3 that people absolutely loved. And whenever you have online capabilities, which this is the first game, by the way, that had Wi-Fi connectivity. Like you, This is the first time Pokemon Diamond and Pearl was the first time that you could battle people through Wi-Fi. And, and trade, too. Which is kind of insane, right? Oh, yeah. I literally... I'm... I'm I'm lost in what you're saying, and I look over and I have a, a Pokemon puzzle of the first 150 Musnon, unfortunately, and I have it framed, and I'm I'm just like staring at it and thinking about that first, that feeling of thinking, oh, I could battle people online now, which I'm pretty obsessed with currently and playing Showdown endlessly in any kind of Pokemon battling, and one, it makes me think, man, I really love Pokemon deep in my core, and two, that was a crazy feeling, or being able to transfer Pokemon with the DS, you know, put one in the GBA slot and one in the, I used to be able to, I'd probably have to look something up now online, but I used to be able to transfer stuff from, it's deep back, I'm pretty sure you could go from Gen 3 to Gen 4, I think that's the farthest back it goes, I don't think you could do Gen 1 or Gen 2 to Gen 3, but then you could basically get Pokemon from Gen 3, like all the way up to current like i believe in pokemon home which is pretty cool and i remember that feeling in in gen 4 a lot of nostalgic feelings yeah absolutely and oh man you just reminded me like you could with the ds transfer pokemon from a game boy advance game up to the ds game and that was just so cool oh yeah the fact that you could just like do that with one device absolutely insane great system also this generation geez there's so much actually came in this game actually was the first one that had new pokemon forms like other than like 
just like the base Pokemon. I think this is the first game that had like a changed version of that Pokemon where you had like the origin form Giratina, you had Sky form Shaman, and then you had Rotom and its different, you know, kitchen appliances. <laughs> Seriously, Rotom had like what, like a washing machine, a, a microwave or an oven or something like that, mm-hmm. like a fan, a lawnmower. Yeah. I forget what the last one was. Was it a toaster in a bathtub? I don't. Oh, I'm trying to... where are we going? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't remember what his last form was. <laughs> you think you have a good host, bad host kind of scenario, and all of a sudden you're throwing toasters in the damn tub? Who's who? Who 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 is who? It's electric and water type. <laughs> this joke is over. <laughs> Yeah, but what was the last one? Yeah, the washing machine. Uh, oh, a refrigerator. Oh, there was a fridge. That's right. The there was ice. a fridge. I'm thinking of all of them in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was pretty cool to like even have that, like just the Pokemon forms. And it, and it brought the, uh, I guess cast form was the first to do it, thinking back. But that was like only like bat- in battle specific, which was still cool at the time. But these were like different Pokemon forms that were like permanent outside of battle. Gen 4, you, you walked around, it was, you know, your traditional, you gotta collect eight badges, beat the Elite Four, and fight the bad guy team. The There were a bunch of HMs in this one still. Did Was this the game that had Rock Climb as an HM? Oh, yeah, I think my Torterra used to get stuck with that, actually, or... Yeah, it was Rock yeah. Climb, right? Yeah, Diamond and Pearl were a mistake. Rock Climb is just terrible it it was it was and i think this was the last generation where pokemon tms were single use i think gen 5 made them all multi-use if i remember correctly gen 4 it it had some good music it had some some interesting characters it honestly wasn't the most memorable pokemon generation in my mind and i think that mostly is because you know pokemon was really hitting a wild stride during this time Hoenn region had a whole bunch of stuff going on. Hoenn region had not only Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, but it also had the two Pokemon Coliseum games and really, like, a ton of stuff going on. And then the Sinnoh games come out, and it's like, okay, here's Diamond and Pearl, but wait! Here comes Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Just better in every way. Here you go. Like, I think only, like, a year, year and a half later. I want to say it was not a huge amount of time and then platinum came out which was fine and then bam you had black and white coming out like a year after platinum so i just don't think there was enough time to really digest this particular uh this generation and i i feel like it kind of gets left behind a little bit because it wasn't as big of a change as uh other other generations had what specifically do you remember about this generation that really like stands out to you garchomp all right never mind garchomp is is beautiful i also did like the uh the underground uh was what was that was that mechanic called where you could go underground and you could do like mining i thought that was pretty fun something with exploration maybe exploring because i remember i remember growing up it would be me ronnie tyler and my sister and we would get together and what was cool is you could all go underground together at the same time and you would mm. be able to mine for like fossils or little like gems and whatnot that was pretty cool i never got big into the pokemon frontier personally like that wasn't a big thing for me because outside of doing that underground stuff i was always kind of a single player boy <laughs> i didn't i didn't really 
Like, I never got huge into Pokemon battling. I only traded for what I needed. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Before I, before I tell you what I'm thinking. Did Platinum come out after Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out? Uh... <laughs> I don't remember. Let me double check. So, <laughs> Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out in yeah they all right so it was platinum first then heart gold soul silver oh okay okay all right i was just so i misspoke earlier so uh platinum came out uh, here in march of 2009 heart gold and soul silver came out one year later in march of 2010 okay all right just curious not calling you out at all for that i'm just because you said that and i was like wait a minute did that i don't remember that at all you could have said yeah i flipped flipped those backwards yeah i really really agree with what you said earlier about how this game gets swept under the rug because out of all the games for some reason in my mind it might be the least memorable game but i remember it fondly very fondly and i don't think there's anything wrong with it i think it's a perfectly good game i think it's well done i think it's moving right along in the pokemon world but it is hard to remember and i i think that might be because of everything else that came out so quickly after they were kind of just spewing good content you know and why stop there um right but it it was also you know the starting to see the last of the really you know good hard pokemon games where it wasn't you know experience share was a key item and tms were infinite and just everything became so much easier now it's just way way too easy but it was still just a solid it's just not as good as the first three gens but it's still so solid but because the first three gens are so good and now we're on gen 8 and that's so close to them but just a little bit worse than them it's like hard to think about it i think so much so maybe maybe a remake is good to refresh our minds of how much we actually liked those games that's for you to say in the comment section below, even though these podcast sites don't have those. If you're listening on YouTube, you can absolutely comment below. If you're uh, listening on Apple, you can comment in the terms of giving us a comment and rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Boom. Uh, and if you're listening on Spotify, uh, you can go to twitter.com <laughs> follow <laughs> us at Games of Our Pod and leave a comment on our Twitter. No Crackle, no Redbox, no Tubby, no Fubi, no Googie, no Boom Bomb, no, none of those, sorry. Uh, we are working on Boom Bomb. We are working <laughs> on Boom Bomb. We'll get there. We'll update you as soon as we have that information, though. One last thing this uh, generation did add, by the way, was gender Pokemon uh, differences. So, like, Pikachu, like, male and female version where it has, like, the split tail for the female. A nice touch, a nice thing that they did. I, I like yeah. the that they did with this gen. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of good things that ended up just, like, becoming staples in the game, but because other versions did it better, it kind of it kind of loses its uh, staying power because it's like, well, you know, Pokemon battles are better on a non-unofficial Pokemon website called Showdown. So we're going to use that instead. And, uh, and, and, and you know, it is on some old hardware. Like, there really isn't much, you know, it's been a while since the Nintendo DS was really a thing. And, yeah, you could still play Pokemon on, like, the 3DS. But at that point, you had, you know, Kalos and, Gal- uh, Kalos and Alola. So it was like, 
Why stick around with the old when you got the new, baby? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, ever since, like, Gen 5, the Pokemon company, like, has weirdly just been, like, hounding Kanto stuff pretty hardcore, like, since Gen 5. So, once Gen 5 came out, it was, like, it's whatever new generation it is plus Kanto, and that's how <laughs> we're marketing everything from now on. That's to this day. Yeah, that really has held for a long time. I think the title of the episode could be Pokemon Generation 4, A Very Necessary Middle Child. Yeah, that's that's a good title, actually. Thank you. I like you that. You think about it. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss. Ooh. All right, who is your favorite Gen 4 Pokemon? Ooh, all Just right. Just right out the... You first, I'm looking up every Pokemon. Okay, so I'm going to say Gibble. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, the episode <laughs> is finished. See you next week. Oh, man. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, so I I think my favorite poke, like I I already know, like, Tor- like not counting Torterra because Torterra is my favorite Pokemon from this generation, but outside of the starters was this the generation that had drapion i think drapion might be my favorite pokemon in this generation i think drapion wow really sick. yeah that is gen 4 yeah drapion's in here yeah drapion's pretty cool he's a cool scorpion monster guy yeah poison scorpion it's a good pick i got you know it's funny because you end up building relationships with different pokemon in different periods of time so it's like when the game right. came out i was all about palkia torterra but then like lucario's in smash and like empoleon and togekiss are good in pokemon go battling so it's like you end up you know loving a lot of them but if i had to pick it either be drifloon um Ooh, i like that Drift, maybe Drifloon or, or Frostlass, or I really do like ugh, Dark Rise in here too. Oh, it's a strong yeah. generation. I think I think there's a lot more good Pokemon than people remember. Yeah, just a, another, you know, to touch on what I said. Just yeah, just like everything about this gen was so solid. Um, I don't know what exactly it was lacking because I still introduced new stuff. Maybe it's the story, or maybe it's the fact that I'm just not appreciating it in its entirety but a really really solid good gen just really good look at these pokemon these are this is it's very stacked the you're right the the new evolutions you know you got magnezone licky licky rhyperior all the ones you mentioned plus the the evolutions all these you know i joked about it in the intro with all the legendaries but they're pretty good they're all pretty good i think they're only a couple that i don't like i'm not gonna say names manaphy and fion but the rest of them are pretty sick <laughs> and then there's just a lot of really and you got some babies in here you got bonsley and happening mime jr garchomp's in here we even had champion cynthia who is yeah, one cynthia of like the best pokemon champions in pokemon history oh yeah badass bad ass and like her team is just straight up like i'm gonna just pick every good pokemon in this generation and <laughs> good luck <laughs> pretty much yeah she's like her team was garchomp melodic lucario togekiss roserade and spiritomb like that's pretty wow. damn solid wow yeah that's a nice team good luck well it's, it's funny that we we talk so much about well i definitely digressed a, a million times on a bunch of different actual you know games and, and stories but when you sit here and just look at a picture of all the pokemon in the gen it really is like you're like wow just, this is what what Pokemon really is. It's the Pokemon, and, and these Pokemon are fantastic, and 
there's nothing I could say about that. It is a quietly stacked generation. Good way of putting it. Couldn't agree more. Man, guys, give Gen 4 more credit. Yeah, Gen 4 is great. Even gave us Munchlax. What's not to love? Shellos? Shinx? Tangrowth, baby. What's not to love about that tangly boy? Dude, I get lost in there. I, I'm, I might be getting lost in this whole generation. I'm gonna have to... I'm gonna have to play like platinum again or something like that soon because dang like this it's good it's good i'll do you one better you wait a couple months and you'll be able to play uh play these games on your switch brilliant diamond and shining pearl coming november december i actually don't know the uh, release date on that one coming soon any last words on this generation this uh truly underrated gem mm, nope I'm at <laughs> peace with everything I've said about Pokemon today, and I reiterate that I only am so harsh on it and dive into so much detail and, and really feel the need to to go from A to Z with what I'm talking about with Pokemon because uh, it means so much to me. So I, I find myself babbling and stuff because I just feel the need to, to really get to the bottom of what I'm talking about. And I think I did an okay job with this. Gen 4, I'm happy we talked about individual Pokemon towards the end here that really ties it all together nicely. Great legendaries and uh, great Pokemon and great games. Can we what put an say? asterisk on great legendaries? Because there's one Pokemon that does exist that's like, really? Really, guys? Uh, Heatran's trash. Dude, come on. That's not nice. Heatran's cool. What is Heatran? It's a fire-masked <laughs> dog, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a it was a decision i don't think it like hit as hard i i haven't watched the anime or really like done a lot of battling but like as far as like just the games go it's just like this pokemon is heatran and anyway so uh the rest of the game <laughs> <laughs> all right top before we move on top three legendaries from gen 4 top three legendaries from gen 4 yeah uh all right so I think Giratina is just absolutely dope. So Giratina is at the top of that list, I think. I do like Darkrai a lot. Wow, it turns out I'm a little freaking edgelord. <laughs> <laughs> and give me uh, give me Palkia. That's solid, yeah. I think on my top 100 Pokemon list, Palkia is the highest on there, like in closest to number one, so I'd have to put him in there. And yeah, I don't know. I don't like how, how evil Darkrai is, but Darkrai is pretty badass. I'd probably go Palkia, Giratina, and a lot of love for Arceus Shaman, Regigigas. I really like Regigigas a lot, but I'll probably throw either Giratina or Cresselia in that third spot. Oh, I forgot about Cresselia. Cresselia is cool, too. Yeah, Cresselia is up there. Very, very humble. So many freaking uh, legendaries in this version. There are a ton. A ton. And I think that's about all we have to say about Pokemon Generation 4, you know, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Let us know what your thoughts are in the comments below or in your five-star review on Apple. Ooh, via create your own podcast and make your own episode about this entirely just responding to what we said point for point, second by second, and link us on MySpace. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, 
please link us on your MySpace. We'll even give you a tip of the hat. You might even become friend of the week. Who knows? These are great opportunities we're just throwing at you. Now, I do have a tip of the hat, by the way. I'm glad you do, because I don't have one this week. I, I have sure. two, but one of them is a point of contention, and I already know that you think it's a wag of the finger. Oh, here we go. Here's tip of the hat to Hisui and Growlithe for being adorable. Oh, come on. <laughs> I told you! I already told you! You were not gonna like it! You said that, but... That's, uh... Next. <laughs> and, uh, I also have another tip of the hat. I've been playing more of the Great Ace Attorney uh, a collection on the Switch. And I will say, tip of the hat to the localization team. Because they did an awesome job just not only translating from this Japanese game, but really like capturing the essence of all these different characters. I feel like they always do a great job with the Ace Attorney games, but they did an especially good job so far. I'm three cases deep in the game, and honestly, it's it's just been such a fun, wild ride. So tip of the hat to those guys who are doing the uh, Ace Attorney localization. Like, just A+, plus, boys, A+, plus. and girls. Do you have a wag of the finger? Do I? Do I? Well, this is going to tie into what have we been playing this week. In in my wag of the finger, and this is maybe just me not knowing how to navigate through my devices in my elderly <laughs> age as I <laughs> seem to be growing up more and more every day. Last week I told you we were playing a little game called Castle Crashers during my yeah. weekly game night. And uh, so we attempted to continue where we left off. My character being the main, you know... Ryo on the console uh, was still at level 7 but the guest characters weren't saved so they were all back to level 1 and we said alright that's not good alright do we have to start from the beginning again and I could reset the character and we could just do everything again and now we understand the game even more so we could rush through it faster not a big deal so I had my two friends create their own profiles on my switch and when mm-hmm. they tried to sign or like select, basically in the Castle Crashers menu, it's, it'll say like Ryo one, meaning me, then like Ryo two, Ryo three. Your but guests. you can press exactly, and that'll work, but it won't save the characters. Or you could press Y to like switch profiles. But when you do that, you get this error message that comes up that says like not like primary console or something like that, and it just won't let oh. them s- select there. And we looked it up couldn't really get a definitive answer one person put on reddit or something like oh i fixed it we weren't on the primary console or something and i'm like i what does that even mean (laughs) yeah like (laughs) i don't i don't know i like bought the game on my profile on my switch i recently changed the joy cons in the dock but that has very little to do with anything i believe (laughs) in creating two profile i don't is it something like right in front of me that's one of those weird interface specific things that you oh of course yeah you have to you know hit enter when you're in notepad on an imac to get the number two three four to cut you know what i mean just like it's so funny to me that like this is stuff that playing this game on the xbox 360 you know 10 years ago 15 years ago there was no problem it was so easy it took care of itself and here we are on a nintendo switch which don't get me wrong i love the nintendo switch it's one of my favorite consoles to date but 
When it comes to Nintendo and doing stuff online, good lord, do they still not know what the heck they're doing. And something that was so <laughs> easy 15 years ago is one of the biggest damn struggles here in the year of our lord 2021. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. Wag of the freaking finger. Yeah, if anyone knows how to fix that. Please let me know. If you build, do you know how to fix it? <laughs> I got no clue. I got no clue. I haven't actually played Castle Crashers on the Switch yet. Even though I did download it, I haven't I haven't played it yet. So I'm going to have to crack that open for sure. Yeah, I caught it on sale for like 7 or 8 bucks. Just randomly looked it up and there was a sale for oh, nice. those kinds of games. So yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if, you know... I could progress in the game. My friends could. I can. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. Now, I also have a wag of the finger, by the way, and it is also... Here we go, here we go. It's also a game that I've been playing online, and I think you've been playing this game online as well. Oh, here we go. So, for, for those who don't know, we kind of like this video game called Mario Golf. The new Mario Golf, what's it called? Uh, Super Sluggers? <laughs> Super Rush, Bill. Super Rush. So Mario Golf Super Sluggers for the Switch is... It's got an online ranked mode where you can compete against other people and play the game with each other. And that's all good and dandy. And basically what you do is you select your character, you play three random holes on a course, and lowest score wins. It sounds simple enough. However, there's one mechanic in the game that basically breaks the game once you get... Uh, like. A rank or higher because you know you you don't want to play dumb and there are these special abilities that basically can ruin any opponent's next shot and can set them back in a huge way so what you'll see at the higher rankings is especially on the third hole and double especially if you're on a par three <laughs> you will see the hole start and you'll have you know two or more golfers lined up and they just will not hit the ball because everybody has their special move available to them and the first person to hit the ball is just going to lose a stroke automatically and there's just nothing you can do about it so you will see people and i've seen people on reddit sitting at a hole for 45 minutes 45 <laughs> minutes like I've seen more people just like leave out of frustration in this mode than i have in anything else like me and this one guy were at a standstill for maybe 30 minutes because I did not want to hit the ball. I couldn't lose. And mind you, if you come in second place in Mario Golf Super Rush, you still get points and you don't you don't lose points ever in online matches. But pride is important, right? You and the person that you're playing against will often just, it's just like a battle of attrition at this point. It's literally metapods hardening at each other until one of them gives up and has to use struggle and god dang if it ain't just like most pitiful mode in all of nintendo online games right now nintendo you need to fix this this is a terrible design choice it basically forces the game to come to a standstill and it's listen i actually love the mechanics of the game i think the mechanics are like incredibly sound and i think the general course design is really good but this one mode because of the special abilities it just ruins the entire mode what are your thoughts tony dude i couldn't agree more they th this is a game that we like so much we wanted to have a ranked mode for they give it to us and they still have to do something wrong with it and it's you know we're not you have the option of playing standard golf or speed golf and you would think the people that are playing standard golf 
don't want any gimmicks, you know, in, including a specialty shot that if if I go if we're playing against each other and I hit first, now I'm just dead in the water and you could just somewhat quickly because there was a a little animation lag and stuff of the person's ball getting hit so if you hit first you can try to quickly finish your putt or hit your second ball or anything but for the most part if you hit the person with you know their special shot is going to hit immediately after you they're going to affect your shot if they land in the radius of your ball and then you just are losing a stroke and in golf that's catastrophic and that's horrendous I hate it. I've been getting very frustrated with it. But in a game where you don't lose anything for coming in second, third, or fourth for that matter, you only gain points even if you're at an S rank. I don't think it's a game that could be taken that seriously. And even though I'd like to take it that seriously, I instantly write it write it off as one that can't be simply because of the mechanics that they choose to put in the game like that. They should absolutely come up with just like a classic mode where... Yeah. It's no frills, three holes, best score wins, no interrupting each other. You just you just play golf like like God intended. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we want. Not a lot of people want to run around the course and do all that, but a lot of people don't. I think the um I think a couple of things that would maybe make these special shots like lose some of their power is shrinking the radius of that special shot i think that would go a long way to making it better and also making it harder to control because with the special shots you basically get to pinpoint exactly where your ball lands and like it doesn't seem to be like affected by like wind that much or or slope or anything like that it's just like ball lands here and everybody in that gigantic radius which is usually the entire size of the green (laughs) Uh, is affected so if they were able to shrink it make it a little less accurate give it a little less power in general i think that would be better but still bad but still bad yeah yeah yeah. no the 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 correct solution is just get rid of special abilities (laughs) yes agreed 100 percent. maybe for it looks like this game's gonna have like seasons like each month will be a different season so maybe for season two it'll be different it'll be changed we'll see because it looks like september 1st they're gonna be bringing in another season we'll see what the unlockables are blah 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 but yeah uh what other games have you been playing tone not not i mean i finished all the ghosts in mario kart 8 deluxe so i got the gold cart fully gold nice Uh, the wheels the glider did it all i worked on that a little bit yeah yeah during game night we played a little monkey ball 2 monkey target we were pretty obsessed with that in melee and uh those seem to be the games that are holding strongest for me right now. But what game was I gonna play? I was gonna say, oh, you know what game I was gonna try tonight or tomorrow? What's that? Crash Team Racing. I want to see if that game's good. Basically, from what I've heard, Crash Team Racing is the Diddy Kong Racing to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. In that, the people who love Crash Team Racing will swear up and down that it is better than Mario Kart 8 Deluxe which wow is an insane claim because mario kart 8 deluxe is by far the most mechanically sound mario kart to ever come out maybe and i'm just like from an objective standpoint like it's probably the best mario kart to come out just between the amount of courses the amount of customization that you got uh the amount of warios on wigglers you can find (laughs) i mean waluigi's on wigglers i'm sorry apparently that's the meta right now (laughs) 
Really? Yeah, I can't get behind that. I'm a dry Bowser main for life, baby. Yoshi, baby. But yeah, no, I've heard a lot of good things about Crash Team Racing. I think we talked about it one time and you told me that and I was like, I really want to try that. If people say it's that good and I have all these games, why not play them? You know, it doesn't have right. to be Mario Kart all the time. There are other racing games and a cartoony Crash game like that could be really, really good. Absolutely. How about you? What have you been playing? I started playing this uh, indie title called Dodgeball Academia. Now, hmm. it's it's kind of cool. It's basically takes the same kind of concept as the Mario Golf for the Game Boy Color and uh, like Golf Story for uh, the Switch. And it's basically a sports RPG. And the sport that this one follows is dodgeball. And you play as this like little kid who goes to this dodgeball academy and you run around playing dodgeball battles against people. And it's been pretty fun so far. I'm like three or four hours deep and the the gameplay mechanics are surprisingly sound and uh, there's definitely like a nice little homage to Pokemon. Like there's definitely like a Pokemon sound vibe going on. Hmm. And there's even like quote like like trainer battle things like where dodgeballers will like get a little exclamation point over their head and then talk to you at a battle so it's kind of like a cute nod uh definitely definitely a fun go it is a little pricey it's like 20 bucks or 25 bucks it's definitely a little more expensive for an indie game but so far it's been fun and i'm four hours deep and i don't think i'm even close to halfway done so you know it may end up being one of those like games that i'm like absolutely 100 percent get but if you do like sports rpgs i think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised by this yeah that's actually like my recommendation this week is if you if you like those games definitely go get it and otherwise i've just been on my twitch channel twitch.tv slash build a fajita playing mario sunshine i'm trying to do a 100 percent run there a pokemon black 2 nuzlocke where we just actually got our eighth badge so we are gonna be making a beeline for the the grand finale next time i stream i think and that's wow. that those are the games that i've been playing tone man you always bring something good to the table i gotta say that you always uh try out new stuff and and always bring a nice curveball when it comes to what you've been playing and really solid different kinds of games and i appreciate that thanks tony i i, I try to i try to constantly expand my horizons so i'm usually always try especially with the indie games like i'm such a big fan of just picking up like a, an indie game for like six or ten bucks because usually that's how much they are. But every once in a while, one is intriguing enough where I'm like, you know what, let's pull the trigger and see what happens. I'm, I'm happy you do that, and I want to, hopefully by next episode and, and for episodes to come, I can have new uh, new games to tell you guys about that aren't Pokemon Go, Yu-Gi-Oh, Melee, Monkey Ball, and Pokemon Showdown. By the way, just a little Monkey Ball thing. There is a Monkey Ball remake coming out soon. So hype. And uh, they just announced this week that a character from one of Sega's other franchises, uh, Yakuza, uh, one of the main characters whose name is Kiryu, is <laughs> going to be available as one of the playable characters inside of a ball. That is so weird. <laughs> so you get to play as a literal Japanese, like, mafia gangster inside of a monkey ball, and I think that's just the most hilarious thing in the world. I feel weirdly about humans. Like, I guess, I don't know if Sonic's going to be in the game or if anything like that, but I feel weirdly about humans being in the balls. I think it's <laughs> a weird, a very weird thing to look at. It's, like, unpleasing to the eye, but when you say it like that, it's a pretty good move. <laughs> 
it, it's a chibi character too so like it's a chibi version of the character so it's definitely like really cartoony so oh all right that's cool that's cool so, so it's it a little like better a straight up yeah like ryu from street fighter like, oh, i'm in the ball now it's like oh i don't want to look at that it's weird it's a cute monkey and a human I, man downsized the human man you know what i think he looks most like have you ever seen those action figures called u2s mm, yeah yeah, so that's I see what you're saying. That's kind of what Kiryu is gonna look like. We don't often go on such tangents that we're like over the two-hour recording mark, yeah, but here, here we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, hard not to with a Pokemon episode. There's that's you true. Know, There's you, so you much wanna, to unpack. Yeah, you want to just narrow it down to one gen, but you know it's so hard to not compare it to other gens and reference other things to put it into perspective. Um, Absolutely. It, it, Maybe you can do it, but I don't think I can. And uh, while while we're already past the mark by a long shot, let me say I've been watching the second season of Fargo. Not sure if you've ever seen that show. Um, Oh, yeah, you were telling me about it. Well, yeah, that show is amazing. And um, I'm on the season finale of season two. And, uh, yeah, what a good show. That is, like, definitely in my top five favorite TV shows of all time. So, so well done. I'm gonna have to check it out. I still have not, but but I haven't really watched television because of who I am as a person, which Nothing is not a good person. That. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm too busy on what, what was the uh, the network that we were gonna do. I don't hum, even remember. Hum hum Tim Tim Tang. Hum Bing Ding. I don't know. Whatever podcast network I was gonna we were talking about. Crunchyroll. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. We really, really appreciate all the love and support that you guys have all given. Please, again, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you give us a five-star review, that would be huge for discoverability on the platform. Thank you for those who are listening on YouTube and Spotify as well. You can follow the show on Twitter at Games of Our Pod. You can follow the show on Instagram at Games of Our Pod. You can follow Tony on Instagram at The Poker Rapper. And you can follow myself, Bill, at Bill the Fajita on most social media platforms. Uh, Tony, any final words? Bye. Thank you. Bye. See you guys next week. <laughs>